This is Pod With Me. On today's show, our guest regrets not rekindling his friendship with a longtime friend. And now it's too late. His brother posted something on Facebook just saying, like, can't believe you're gone or whatever. I don't know if it was like a panic attack or started shaking or whatnot. And I just didn't understand why I felt this way, even because I hadn't talked to him in six years. And are you ready? Let's go. Alex, are you ready to pod? Hey, 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 are you all ready? We are ready. Let's get to it. Ready. This is Alex J. Aguiar, and you're listening to Pod With Me. Joshua, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, first generation American. Parents are Hispanic. Uh, lived in the South and recently moved down to Miami. Tell me a little bit about this special friendship. You uh, didn't speak for how many years? I would say around five to six years. Okay. When did you first meet? When What was his name? Uh, his name was David. David. Um, let's see. I remember uh, when I moved into a uh, our new house when I was, I think, in second grade. Um, we used to live in a condo, and uh, my dad got a very good job promotion so we finally got to move into a house an american dream kind of house um and we had a next door neighbor and the first thing i remember is that they said my dad grabbed my friend david and brought him over to the driveway and said hey this is josh josh this is david you guys are going to be friends then ask any questions just directly told us that that's what we we're going to be and since then we we were friends um he was one year younger than me and uh how old are you now i am 32 okay so uh he was one year younger than me and growing up we always got into trouble always you know smoking weed doing smoking cigarettes and always just causing a, a ruckus around the neighborhood um and I ended up going to high school, and he was supposed to go to high school with me, but his parents shipped him off because he was just so. So, so he was he was shipped off to private school. Yeah, uh, like a it was more of like a learning camp, and uh, come to find out, they were kind of abusive towards uh, the kids there, so they took him out. So, in that whole aspect, we kind of didn't really fall apart but we were kind of distant and then when he came back we kind of reconnected and that's basically what most of our relationship was is that something would happen and i'd go away like for example i went to school for like two years uh in college didn't really work out um and he was doing his thing but we'd always since my parents still lived next door to him we always would get back together and get into trouble and you know, do drugs and experiment on drugs and stuff like that. And then uh, that's basically what our relationship was. But his his parents treated me like their own kid. And as a Hispanic American, it was like the first. It was like a, I, I've had a lot of time thinking about it. But it was sort of like uh, getting getting a view of what the American lifestyle was. They always had like the game systems. They always had like the plethora of snacks uh so as, as you would go over you would see everything you didn't see at your own home correct because i was the only, i was technically the only child but uh so like it was just me and then my parents so 
I didn't really get to sell every time. I'd always want to go over there because they had everything that I've ever, every kid wants, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I grew super close with, and his little brother, we were super close, his little sister, his older brother. It was just like another family. And, uh, and how many years were you guys close like that? Um, I would say up until like probably a good 20 years like that, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, you said 20 years right after that time span that you spent going over you lived with your parents and hanging out every day practically yeah like he did he leave to private school after 20 years or did you no that's what that was like in between in between yeah like in the middle of the like the 20 years um he was uh, and we'd always write it was like one of those things where like it was like one of those like uh camps i guess you would call it like you see like on mori or whatever where they send kids away that are acting bad and they try to get them in check but uh, we always shared, we'd send letters to each other because they wouldn't allow, like... Wow, letters. So it was like pen pals? Sort of, for like a little bit, because like they had to, they couldn't, the only people that were allowed to communicate with them were their parents, and they would have like family weekend, you know what I'm saying? Like, or family visits. So, so he was very rebellious. What, what, he what would rebellious. he do, for example? He would just, I mean, like, literally just, I mean, a lot of it had to do with like smoking a lot of weed back then when like weed was like the big. But like, you did it too, and, and your behavior wasn't. Like I his knew way. how to hide it a lot better. I I am I I am candy to parents. Like I I know when to do it and when not to do it. You know, like I know. I was I didn't become I didn't become like I was still like I would say I was the goody two shoes of the both of us. You know, like. He was probably drinking at the age of 15 when I started drinking, like, at the age of 18. You know, kind of like that. Like, he was just ahead of me in that aspect by, like, three or four years. So, he, he was probably not happy about something that he was trying to escape from. I mean... He, he, because you could experiment, but at the same time, he, he went to the next level, right? Yeah. Um, he just had... I mean, the way that I could say just he had his demons. I mean, when I first met him, he was like into sports a lot and i don't know what happened from then to then that all of a sudden something clicked and like it was him like hanging out with the wrong crowd and stuff like that i was more of like when i was younger i was more of an introvert the only way i've ever met like new people in our neighborhood was because he met new people through our neighborhood it was never me going out to find new people so he would then you know hook up with the and like and i would always be the one who was like i don't like what's going on and i did you moved out eventually right and i started living with like new friends i'm one of those people that um i live in the moment when it comes to people i'm really bad at keeping in touch it's not just friends but it's like family too like my parents always get on me why don't you call so-and-so they haven't talked to you in a while and it's not that i don't care for the people or anything like that i'm just one of those people that i don't know i just live in the moment and the people that I meet or like the people that I'm with at that certain time, you know, and like it's nothing personal, but that's just something I have to work on. We'd still keep in touch here and there about this, but every time I would meet up with him or hang out with him, I'd get pissed off off of something, whether it's him, he was reacting weird or doing yeah, things that will, will get on your nerves, just shady stuff, or like, yeah, or like just going too crazy or too wild. And I'm like, I just didn't care for it and it's like one of those things well i have this group of friends now why am i still dealing with this other stuff you know did you ever talk to him like you need to calm down or uh no but it's really weird that me and his mom have had a relationship where we have that thing where we would sit down and talk about him like you know like say so like not, you didn't do an intervention both of you i mean he's his family did uh intervention like but 
it was more of like letters and stuff like that and they'd done almost everything that they could so literally all that that was left for them to do is just be be there you know be a supportive family like they did the letters i've wrote letters you know sat them down and stuff like that but that's when i was away you know so i wasn't really there and later on you felt that they were doing that duty and you didn't have to participate not that i or never crossed your mind not that i didn't have to participate i just didn't know it was like i would get home from being away or whatever and then sit down and talk like she'll be like yeah he did this or whatever but uh we talked to him so i just wasn't aware of it you know like it wasn't like hey we're doing this and me not like say i don't want to do it it's just i wasn't aware of like how deep things were getting you know and then like i me and him had that uh, had a relationship where it would always be like let's give but our relationship kind of turned into like it was oh, just a person to go to to get messed up yeah or hey let's go to this bar or hey let's go do this or hey you know someone that can do this blah 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 and then it ended up turning into like now that i think about it because the past three days i've just literally thought about our whole relationship for the past 20-ish years uh, it turned into me being more of like let me call him because i know he can get you, you know what i'm saying it's okay. turned into that so you, when was the last time and that you stopped talking to him it was you moved out of the area you moved away. I, I mean, I lived in the city. I just was in different parts of the city. And he didn't have a car because he wrecked it. It was just he wrecked his car. So he didn't have that privilege, sorry, to do that. So, like, his parent, he was living with his parents. His parents were taking him to his job. Kind so of, it was just too, too much for you probably to handle all, yeah. that, all that trauma and, and, and but, dysfunctional know, yeah. uh, every day, something probably a, a problem every day and you didn't want to deal with it. Kind and of, maybe that pushed you his, away. Yeah, but I loved his parents and I loved his little brother and his sister. And, and I love him. Like, I mean, it was just he just kept on. But I think the last time it, I hit him up and I was like, hey, let's go get some Xanax or whatever. And and he was just so up already and like ended up having to like drive all over town it was just like a hot mess or whatever and then i think that was the last time we actually and then like i just got really pissed off and i think i I, like remember like dropping him off at his house i'm just like done with this dealing with this i wasn't mad i think i was more mad that i didn't get my pills versus mad because of the way he was acting but it was kind of a mixture of it that was the last straw for you i guess it was i i mean i wasn't like completely done with him but i was just done and i you were just you know you just said not again not again and um and then that turned into six years of of not talking yeah Be it's just it's like did he ever try to contact you between the five or six years uh i think he facebook messaged me once and said, hey, man, what's up? And I just didn't respond. But I didn't have a hatred towards him. I wasn't angry with him. I was just like... You don't want to deal with the, with what wanna, the, the darkness that he could yeah. probably bring to you. Yeah. We can't focus on, I wish I could have done this or that because maybe you didn't because he had to go through it alone and it wasn't for you to be there in that situation. So when now, after all this, when did you find out uh that he passed away this is three days ago correct yeah so i was on a double i was in between my break and his brother posted something on facebook just saying like can't believe you're gone and whatever and so you found that through a facebook feed yeah um what was your what was your feeling right there 
right then and there, I was like, whoa. Like, I just said, whoa. I didn't have any feeling. Like, no emotion. I didn't, like, I realized, like, I didn't have any emotion when I read that. Like, I was, like, just shocked. Just, like, whoa. Kept on scrolling through Facebook, and I'm at work in our break room or whatever, and there's some people there, and I'm, like, it starts, like, settling in, and and then I go to the bathroom, and I talk to his brother on the phone, and that's just when I hit the fan, and, like, I'm never... I don't know if it was like a panic attack. I started shaking or whatnot and just started crying. And like, and I stopped myself and kind of looked in the mirror and my eyes were so red. There's no way I can go back out into work and people not know that something's wrong. So I, re- so I walked out of the bathroom and one of my managers was walking t- into the bathroom. He was, Are you okay? I'm good. Walked back to the break room and I sit back down and somebody's like, Are you okay? And that's what made me break down is the fact that the people were like, are you okay? And then it, I started hyperventilating a little and I was just like, I got to get the f- out of here. I need to go. How do you feel? Do you, did what thoughts went through your mind? I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have, what, what's been going through your mind right now? A lot of re- regret, I guess, not talking to him or whatnot. So after I found that, I, my manager was like, go home. And, you know, I went into my car, cried for a while. Bawling my eyes out, it was one of the worst car rides home. And I questioned myself on, like, why am I crying? Like, what is going on? And then, like, it just kept on bawling and bawling. I just didn't understand why I felt this way, even because I hadn't talked to him in six years. And then it just all just started coming coming back to me. Um, I think your conscious is feeling a little bit bad because you didn't answer that facebook message when he messaged you i think you just you know you're you're just feeling bad and guilty because of those situations but you cannot feel bad or guilty because something in your soul told you to get away from him because he was just bringing problems he was dysfunctional um he was you know doing there's nothing you could have done probably uh to fix the situation literally the past three days i've been writing i've been writing in my head what I'm going to say as a funeral. Like, I'm just been, can't go to sleep, just been just like, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? How can I? What What do you feel like saying? I feel like saying, yeah, he was a f- person and was a problematic person, but he was a great person. But how do you say that without, like? Okay, so I think you should, you should what, what my suggestion would be if I were you, I would say, He's my first friend that I met in your story. When I first got here to the neighborhood, he's the one that I would play games with, the one I would experiment when we would drink for the first time. That's the story you need to tell. So just like the first time I'm in this situation at the age of 32. So I guess a lot of other people have that experience. And I'm just like, I'm just one of those people that I just, I wouldn't say lucky. It's just. Well, it happens to, sooner or later. It happens to everybody in this yeah. part of life. I'm one of those people that just doesn't keep up with other people and it's not on purpose. It's just that's how I am. And I feel like this is just now life being like, get your together, keep in touch with people, keep in touch with your family, whether they agree with what you do or not. I mean, my whole thing is the phone works both ways was always my excuse. And if I don't call them, why don't they call me? But sometimes it just, you have to be the bigger person, I guess. And 
All right. Well, thank you for being and telling us your story. And uh, one more thing. Don't fall off the pod. For more Pod With Me, you can go to alexjaguiar.com. You can also download the Apple and Google Podcast app and search for Pod With Me. And now you can also search for Pod With Me on Google.com. This is Alex J. Aguiar. And until next time, don't fall off the pod. Ready.